Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar. We've been going through the Old Testament, seeing how Jesus and his gospel factors into every story. If you've missed any of them, search through the podcast or vlog for the studies on the books of Genesis through Ruth. As we continue God's story, which is really our story, I am changing how we go through the bulk of the rest of the Old Testament. If you read the Bible from cover to cover, the historical books get a bit confusing as the timeline isn't straight. My goal is to, as for the next studies, is to do them in historical sequence. So we'll bounce around the Old Testament, but the stories will make better sense. Jesus is the hero of the entire Bible, and we'll find him everywhere as we go along. Um, you'll also see how the Old Testament sets us up for the New Testament. And I've covered most of the New Testament, and you can find those studies along with podcast playlists on my blog. I pray that as you hear this message, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart and eyes and mind to understand what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. Find hope and celebrate God with psalms of prayer, praise, and worship. With so much turmoil in the world right now, I thought it best to have some of David's psalms of praise, prayer, and worship. Back in 2 Samuel 4 and 5, David ridged Jerusalem of pagan Jebusites and built his palace there with cedars of Lebanon from the king of Tyre. In 2 Samuel 6, David brought the Ark of the Covenant, or the Ark of God, to Jerusalem. David would absolutely have loved to build the Ark a permanent home on the holy hill, but God told him differently. That task was to be his son Solomon's, and that story will come later in the Book of Kings. For today, let's look at some of the Psalms David wrote at that time, which is around 1000 BC. Each has its purpose and each has some prophetic passages looking to the future to David's descendant, King Jesus. Let's dig in. We're going to start with Psalm 18. And the introduction to this one says, For the choir director, a psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, he sang this song to the Lord on the day the Lord rescued him from all his enemies and from Saul. He sang, I love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. I call on the Lord who is worthy of praise, and he saved me from my enemies. The ropes of death entangled me. Floods of destruction swept over me. The grave, or sheol, wrapped its ropes around me. Death laid a trap in my path. I put my distress, but in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. He heard me from his sanctuary. My cry to him reached his ears. Then the earth quaked and trembled. The foundations of the mountains shook. They quaked before because of his anger. Smoke 
poured from his nostrils, fierce flames leaped from his mouth, glowing coals blazed forth from him. He opened the heavens and came down. Dark storm clouds were beneath his feet. Mountain on a mighty angelic being, he flew soaring on the wings of the wind. He shrouded himself in darkness, veiling his approach with dark rain clouds. Thick clouds shielded the brightness around him and rained down hail and burning coals. I think the burning coals could be lightning bolts or it could be burning sulfur too. The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded amid the hail and burning coals. He shot his arrows and scattered his enemies. Great bolts of lightning flashed and they were confused. Then at your command, O Lord, at the blast of your breath, the bottom of the sea could be seen and the foundations of the earth were laid bare. He reached down from heaven and rescued me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemies, from those who hated me and were too strong for me. They attacked me at a moment when I was in distress, but the Lord supported me. He led me to a place of safety. He rescued me because he delights in me. The Lord rewarded me for doing right. He restored me because of my innocence. For I have kept the ways of the Lord. I have not turned from my God to follow evil. I have followed all his regulations. I have never abandoned his decrees. I am blameless before God. I have kept myself from sin. The Lord rewarded me for doing right. He has seen my innocence. To the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To those with integrity, you show integrity. To the pure, you show yourself pure. But to the crooked, you show yourself shrewd. You rescue the humble, but you humiliate the proud. You light a lamp for me. The Lord my God lights up my darkness. In your strength, I can crush an army. With my God, I can scale any wall. God's way is perfect. All the Lord's promises prove true. He is a shield for all who look to him for protection. For who is God except the Lord? Who but our God is a solid rock. God arms me with strength. He makes my way perfect. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, enabling me to stand on mountain heights. He trains my hands for battles. He strengthens my arm to draw a bronze bow. You have given me your shield of victory. Your right hand supports me. Your help has made me great. You have made a wide path for my feet to keep me from slipping. I chased my enemies and caught them. I did not stop until they were conquered. I struck them down so they could not get up. They fall beneath my feet. You have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued my enemies under my feet. You placed my foot on their necks. I have destroyed all who hated me. They called for my help and no one came to their rescue. I, they called for help, but no one came to their rescue. They even cried to the Lord, but he refused to answer. I ground them as fine as dust in the wind. I swept them into the gutter like dirt. You gave me victory over my accusers. You appointed me ruler over nations. People I don't even know now serve me. As soon as they hear of me, they submit. Foreign nations cringe before me. They all lose their courage and come trembling from their strongholds. The Lord lives. Praise to my rock. May the God of my salvation be exalted. 
He is the God who pays back those who harm me. He subdues the nations under me. He rescues me from my enemies. You hold me safe beyond the reach of my enemies. You save me from violent opponents. For this, O Lord, I will praise you among the nations. I will sing praises to your name. You give great victories to your king. You show unfailing love to your anointed, to David and all his descendants forever. Oh. Now, note that the introduction reads, the day the Lord rescued him from all his enemies and from Saul. So David did not consider Saul his enemy. Okay. The first two verses are a perfect prayer to pray each day. When you repeat Bible passages regularly, you not only memorize them, but they get into your heart. Amazingly, they'll come to mind right when you need them. That is the power of the word of God. Verses 7 through 17 could be describing God's divine intervention against the Philistines, but it could also be talking about Jesus' crucifixion and his resurrection. Read them again. Verse 23, David says that he's kept himself blameless and from sin so far. Can you say that? Verse 47, vengeance is the Lord's. Verse 50, God made David victorious. God shows unfailing love to his only son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and all his descendants forever. We are children of God when we become born again. Next is Psalm 15. This was written right after David brought the ark to Jerusalem. This is a short one. Who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right. Speaking the truth from sincere hearts. Those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends. Those who despise flagrant sinners and honor the faithful followers of the Lord and keep their promises, even when it hurts. Then those who lend, those who lend money without charging interest and who cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent, such people will stand firm forever. Now, that's an interesting question. Who can worship in God's sanctuary? Heaven. Can we? If we go by this, nobody, because as Paul wrote in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, for everyone has sinned and we fall short of God's glorious standard. That's why we need Jesus. Going on, Psalm 24, and this is one of my personal favorites. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. For he laid the earth's foundation on the seas and built it on the ocean depths. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols and never tell lies. They will receive the Lord's blessing and have a right relationship with God, their Savior. Such people may seek you and worship in your presence, O God of Jacob, Israel. Then we've got the word interlude again, or selah. Okay, that means stop and think about what you just read. Verse 
verse verse three, who may climb the uh, the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in this holy place? Only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols and never tell lies. Okay, if you worship Mary, if you pray to dead saints, that is worshiping idols. Okay, that's not worshiping Jesus. Okay, think about that. And if you're not sure about that, click on over to my blog and you can dig deeper on that. Verse 7, open up ancient gates, open up ancient doors, and let the king of glory enter. Who is the king of glory, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord invincible in battle. Open up ancient gates, open up ancient doors, and let the king of glory enter. Who is the king of glory, the Lord of heaven's armies. He is the king of glory. And another interlude. Pause. Think about well, that last part is talking about Jesus, the Lord strong and mighty, invincible in battle, the Lord of heaven's armies. Well, Jesus won victory over sin. He defeated death and he will have victory over Satan. You can read about that in my blog, my study on the book of Revelation. See, that's what's really nice. We know how this all ends. Okay, so whose side are you on? Heavens or hells? It's your choice and a choice that you need to make now because after you die, it's too late. There is no such place as purgatory. I was made up by, by, by greedy men. You could click on over to my blog and I really don't want to talk about that right now, but I've gone into deep history to figure, to, 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 to discover who made it up and when they did it and why they did it. And you're not gonna like it. And then what if the rapture happens before you die? You really don't wanna be left behind. And I did a whole series on what it may be like moments after the rapture or exactly when it happens from the viewpoints of different groups of people, one being Catholics, another one being progressives, another one being Jews. Go check it out. Click on over to my blog. If you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way nonstop ticket to heaven and that you won't be left behind at the rapture. What you have to do is believe, repent, be baptized, receive the Holy Spirit. Just, just repent of your sins. Do a complete 180 in your life and surrender your life to him. Be baptized. Show the world and yourself that you have died to your old life and are born again in Christ. Receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. Invite Jesus into your heart right now and receive the gift and confident hope of eternal life. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. There's a prayer in the show notes. Or you can click on over to my blog. Click where it says, how to invite Jesus into your heart. And at the bottom of today's blog, I embedded... One of my favorite Christmas songs, but I've been hearing it lately on um, on Christian radio. Uh, it's How Many Kings, and I think it's just really appropriate for this because we're talking about the King of Kings who came down as a baby and then gave his life for us. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. 
Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24:14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.